0: My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley
1: hello happy tuesday
0: happy tuesday that's not a true.
1: great day is it yeah worst it is day, tuesday worst day of the week no it, it's worst not day of the week. you're wrong you're very wrong
0: i'm really not mm-hmm. uh today is tuesday september 15th 2020 72 days till thanksgiving episode uh, hold on <laughs> let me let me back up because <laughs> i thought of something 72 days till thanksgiving <laughs> a day that we can agree is excellent
1: Yes, we can We can all agree. Yeah. That, But that doesn't mean that every Thursday is great.
0: Thursday's not a bad day, though. Thursday's an above-average day of the week. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I would mm-hmm. agree with that. Mm-hmm. Tuesday's not the worst, though. That's the overarching factor. Episode
0: 1029, uh, One thousand twenty-nine. the Pedro Strope episode. On today's program, friends, we are going to be announcing the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Team of the Week, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coach of the Week. We're going to hear from Clyde... Head coach Scott Campbell coming off of their big win on Friday night. We're going to hear from him. Uh, Matt Stepp caught up with him. And then, back half the show, it's Tuesdays with Craig Way. Tuesdays. We're not doing that. <laughs> we'll hear from Craig Way coming up here at the back half of the program. The Texas High School Bowl Hall of Famer joins us every Tuesday. A little bit of late-breaking news here, courtesy of our own Matt Stepp. Uh, Matt Stepp, uh, the, we have two pretty high-profile high school football cancellations this week mm-hmm. um, that uh, – childress versus shallow water is now canceled that game has uh has uh, been canceled due to an outbreak a potential COVID outbreak on the shallow water football team and lamb and china spring has been canceled that's a big one um, china spring uh apparently is going to be unable to play on friday so china spring and lamb canceled and childress and shallow water canceled as well anyway we're primarily a new show do we first fourth the door
1: we sure do. It was Rob Hadaway, Alan Shepard, Sean Commons, and William Dyson. Welcome in, fellas. Also, real fast before we forget, go Stars. They're going to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Hockey. Their finals.
0: Yeah. Good job, Stars. They're going to the finals. That's, that's, that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. I'm happy for sports. Good job, Sports. It's the only Texas hockey team. NHL, that is. There are other, like um yeah like, AHL teams. But, yeah, congratulations to the Dallas Stars. I went to bed before that game was over.
1: Oh, well, you missed a heck of a game. What an overtime. Yeah, actually,
0: it was funny. My buddy texted me. He's like, are you watching Stars? Are you watching Monday Night Football? I was like, I am watching neither.
1: Oh, and I won at Fantasy this week over Rudy. So all the girls in the uh, DCTF Fantasy League won this week. So, Unsurprising.
0: Not surprising. (laughs) I am not on the DCTF Fantasy League.
1: No. Yeah, you're missing out. It's a good time.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely missing out. No, you're right. That's definitely something I need in my life right now you God, negative Nancy over here. Dave Campbell's Texas football is proud to honor one team from each classification with the Team of the Week Award. The schools selected throughout the course of this program have best exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 3, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week in 4A. Ingleside. After Jordan Randall scored an overtime to pull within one of a pass, Coach Hunter Hamrick opted to go for two and the win. And Bobby Gonzalez made the decision look wise, scoring the game-winning two-point conversion to win a thriller for the Mustangs, 22 to 21. In 3A, Edgewood, in one of the wildest games of the young season, the Bulldogs stopped a would-be game-tying two-point conversion in the fourth overtime to take down Shallow or Redwater, rather, 45-43, and win its first game of the year. In 2A, Sabinall. After entering the season on a 22-game losing streak, the Cardinals are now a sparkling 3 0 on the year, pitching their second consecutive shutout with a 29- 0 victory over center point. In 1A, Highland, with a ferocious defensive effort, Highland took down Blackwell 42-22 in the Battle of the Hornets, snapping a three-game losing streak to their rival. And in the private school rank uh, I'm sorry, in the private school ranks, Waco Methodist Children's Home. Playing in their season opener, the Bulldogs didn't show any sign of rust. Riding a huge game from quarterback uh, John Famba to a resounding 75-29 victory over Arlington St. Paul's. So those are your week three Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week. In 4A Ingleside, in 3A Edgewood, in 2A Sabinal, in 1A Highland, and in the private school ranks, Waco Methodist Children's Home. Congratulations uh, to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. And now, Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to honor one head football coach in each classification. With the Coach of the Week Award, each coach recognized with a special honor typifies the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 3, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coaches of the Week. And for a Philip Murray from Fort Worth, Carter Riverside. In his first game as the Eagles head coach, Murray saw his squad soar in their season opener with a 34-8 win over Atlas Homeschool, breaking Carter Riverside's 27-game losing streak as the Eagles moved to 1-0 on the season. In 3A, Jason Sims from Childress, the tradition-rich Bobcats have put a tough 2019 season behind them in a major way, as Sims' squad improved to 3-0 and with a 58-14 win over Stamford. In 2A, Russell Lucas from Hamlin, after leading the Pied Pipers to the 2A Division 2 state title game a year ago, Coach Lucas' squad is eyeing a return to AT&T Stadium, improving to 3-0 and on the young season with a dominant 42-6 win over Albany. In 1A, Trey Ritchie from Borden County, in a heavyweight matchup of state-ranked six-man powers, Ritchie's Coyotes found a way to pull out a heart-stopping 40-34 win over number one Rankin. And in the private school ranks, John Brent Bachman from Tyler King's Academy. Coach Bachman has the Knights off to a 2-0 star for the first time since 2014 after a thrilling 59-55 win over perennial six-man power for Ben Chargers Homeschool. So those are your Week 3 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coaches of the Week. In 4A, Philip Murray from Fort Worth, Carter, Riverside. In 3A, Jason Sims from Childress. In 2A, Russell Lucas from Hamlin. In 1A, Trey Richie from Borden County and the private school ranks. John Brent Bachman from Tyler King's Academy. Congratulations to all the all all the coaches and thank you for all you do for players, schools, and communities. We're at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the load start state. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's, follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. Last week, Step was on the road, caught up to, with the Clyde Bulldogs. They took down Riesel, 52-14, to, to win their first game of the year. And Step caught up with their head coach, Scott Campbell, after the game. Here is Matt Step's conversation with Scott Campbell of Clyde here on Texas Football Today.
2: Matt Step, Dave Campbell's Texas Football here in Dublin, here at the head coach of the Clyde Bulldogs, Coach Scott Campbell, after a 52-14 win over Riesel. Uh, coach, congrats on the victory.
3: Matt, we appreciate that
2: coach, obviously uh, you know you come out it's it's a little bit of a unique environment you're playing at a neutral site on a Saturday afternoon, almost kind of like a, a playoff kind of kind of walkthrough in a lot of ways because this is how it would be potentially in the playoffs. um how do you feel like your kids responded to kind of the uh, the different schedule here this week?
3: yeah, I thought they did great you know it wasn't until I guess late Wednesday, Thursday, that we found out that we were going to be moving a game to Saturday uh, here at Dublin. Uh, we had scrimmaged here, so we were familiar with the facility. And uh, once I told the kids that we were going to play on Saturday, I thought they handled it uh, great. Uh, they they uh, just went back to work. We were able to polish up some things, and they were hungry to get out here today. And I'm really proud of their effort.
2: All right, uh, obviously you come out and you jump out to a 31-7 lead at halftime, really kind of seize control of the game. I thought your offensive balance was, was really good in the first half. You were able to hit some plays in the passing game, and you were able to, able to run the ball effectively offensively. Uh, just talk about your game plan. Uh, how, how did you guys really try to attack the defense today?
3: Yeah, I, I thought it started up front with our old line. You know, we have got five seniors up there, and they did a great job of paving the way and, and, and creating some holes for us. I thought our quarterback, uh, senior Dylan Newman, did a great job on some quarterback runs. And, uh, yeah, we were able to mix it up early and create some balance in our offense, and, and that just kind of continued on through the game. And uh, we protected the ball uh, today, which we didn't do last week, so I was really proud of that.
2: You know, defensively, obviously, you're a little bit young and inexperienced on that side of the ball. I mean, just you, you had a great defense last year. A lot of, a lot of seniors moved on. Uh, seems to be like they're coming along uh, through three games. How do you feel like their, their development has been, and how much growth have you seen from week one to uh, week three?
3: Yeah, absolutely. From week one against Cisco till today, um, you know, I think we had with I think, seven sophomores and and two freshmen here today. And uh, those guys are getting some reps and getting experience and becoming more confident in in the assignments that we ask them to do. And uh, as they do that, they'll just gain more and more confidence. And that's why we wanted to get them in some some ball games early so that by district play they're settled in. And uh, I would like to mention our seniors. Our seniors have done a great job of bringing those guys along and coaching them up.
2: Now, you know, it was—it wasn't super hot today, but it was warm when we were on turf. And it's a one o'clock kickoff. Uh, the, the off season has been weird. You haven't been able to do as much conditioning and strength and conditioning as you like, as you would like uh, to get ready for for the start of the season. Um, but you know, now we're into week three. How do you feel like the kids, uh, the conditioning wise, handled the uh, the heat today?
3: Sure, I thought they did well. I think one big factor is. You know, Tuesday and Wednesday, you know, we practice in about 55 degree weather, uh, and in the rain, and and so we hadn't we hadn't been out in humidity like this in quite some time, and so, uh, but I thought we were a whole lot better than we were first couple games. We, we definitely got a little hot and tired in those first couple ball games, and we've been conditioning and playing through that, and I thought the guys did a lot better job today of kind of kinda handling that and um, and staying hydrated, and, and we were able to roll some guys and create some depth. that happened. Final question for
2: you, Coach. Obviously, next week you got a, a big game against an undefeated Ballinger team. Uh, you know you're, you're on a little bit of a short week. Uh, how do you and your coaches uh, adjust to the to the Saturday game plan? A short week. Do, do you break down film tonight and kind of get your game plan ready to, uh, for Ballinger tonight, or do you wait until tomorrow and kind of handle that? How do you adjust your schedule for you and your, you and your coaches this week?
3: Yeah, as far as our coaches, uh, we'll, uh, we'll take tonight off. Once we get back, we'll, we'll get the film uploaded, and then we'll meet together as a staff tomorrow. We, we want to make sure we enjoy this one, and then we'll get back to Ballinger. We know, uh, you know just how good they are and, and uh, got to go there. Great test coming up on Friday. So uh, we look forward to the challenge ahead.
2: Appreciate your time. Congratulations on the win. Uh, good luck the rest of the season. Hopefully we'll uh, see you come playoff time.
3: All right, Matt. Appreciate it.
0: There
2: he is, Scott Campbell
0: at the Clyde Bulldogs victorious in their big game against Riesel uh this weekend congratulations to him they are one and two now on the year I believe what do they have next I had it up at some point they definitely play another football game this season so I don't know who it is for
1: the top well it. I don't know if you can say that definitely uh, uh, in this year I
0: tough, but fair actually do Hold not on. use those their words next, let me let me rephrase <laughs> they their next, should their next scheduled game is this week at balance there we go that's our next <laughs> well, schedule game
1: we don't know but we'll find next out schedule game
0: there you go that's uh that, that's the best way to put it anyway <laughs> appreciate coach scott campbell catching up with matt step earlier last week we are texas football today we're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com talking football in the lone star state you can follow us on twitter at dctf like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbells follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbells and of course see us at texasfootball.com hey fans Join us in celebrating 100 years of UIL football on Friday, September 25th at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington. A pair of big-time matchups for you. 4 p.m., Arlington Martin taking on Denton Ryan. And at 8 p.m., it's the Longview Lobos taking on the Temple Wildcats. You can purchase your tickets now at SeatGeek.com. All tickets will be sold online through SeatGeek. There's a a link on TexasFootball.com as well. Tickets are only available online. You have to have a ticket beforehand in order to get to this game. The ticket office will not be open on the day of the game. I really can't stress this enough. You need to buy your ticket online if you want to go to both of these games. Arlington and Martin uh, and Denton Ryan at 4 p.m. Longview and Temple at 8 p.m. Uh, Get your tickets now. SeatGeek.com. Uh, Games will be broadcast on Fox Sports Southwest as part of Texas Football Days. Get your tickets now. By the way, your ticket is good for both games. There will be uh, a variety of different uh, safety uh, protocols in place for this, but your ticket is good for both games. Martin and Ryan, Longview and Temple, AT&T Stadium, September 25th, celebrating 100 years of UIL football. Pickle, let's go to the hotline and let's bring in the man who may have something to do. With those games, Arlington, Martin, and Denton, Ryan, and then Longview and Temple, we're joined by the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer on the phone line. Now we're joined by Craig Way. Do I have that right? Do you have something to do with both those games?
4: Uh, well, let's say I'll, I'll punch the time clock on, on the day there. Right when I walk in here in the Jerry world, you know, when you walk in, and you go past the really nice ornate bar and so all There's a time clock on the wall, and you punch that time clock when you go in to call a game right before you walk into the network TV booth. So yeah, I'll, I'll plan to do that before uh, being in the booth to call both those games. Uh, you <laughs> so. will,
0: you'll you'll be a, you're a you're a busy man uh, that weekend because because uh, <laughs> Texas has a game that week, right? Scheduled they're on the they're on the docket for for Saturday.
4: Uh, Saturday afternoon in Lubbock. So as soon as the second game, the Longview Temple nightcap is over, uh, spotter Andy Way and I hop into the car and we'll drive the 320 miles out there. The, uh, the overnight drive, drop, out planes, grab a few hours sleep, we get to the hotel, and then off to Jones AT&T Stadium. We'll go from AT&T Stadium in Arlington to Jones AT&T Stadium in Lubbock. For taxes and taxes, tax that afternoon. It'll be a full meal deal on the weekend.
0: Yeah, you will not get cheated. I will say that no. you will not get. You will get your your fill of, of football. Uh, speaking of your fill of football, uh, week three of the Texas high school football season is now in the books. And uh, I, I think we, we, we've still we're still kind of in the early going. in fact, I believe that the number is only sixty five percent of the eligible teams, four and below uh, in the UIL have played three games thirty five percent have played two or fewer. Um, but I guess my question for you is, is there a team right now? That you would say at three and O or two and one or two and O, however you want to categorize it, some sort of team that's off to a start that has really caught your eye, and you're saying, okay, maybe this isn't just a flash in the pan. Maybe this is a team I I need to take a a closer look at heading forward.
4: Uh, how about how about Pickles alma mater? Hmm. How about Wino?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh,
4: yeah. You know, at least. At least they merit a second look. And then uh, uh, let me go down – well, obviously you've brought up Westbrook a couple of times. (laughs) I think they're certainly worthy of it. Maybe Lakey is another one that kind of comes to mind that's kind of flown under the radar a little bit that's off to a good start. I mean, those those are some I would say that probably pop off the page to me and go, okay, all right, I'll give you another one, Salado. Yeah, that's, that's not coming off the whenever over There's There's another one that comes to mind, just uh, as you mentioned, just off of the top of the head uh, thoughts of some teams that come to mind and you'd say, hey, take a closer look at these guys.
0: Well, and, and, and to your point, and something I know we talked about a little bit on scoreboard on Friday night, is is we started talking about a, a, a topic or a, a, a situation that we're going to have to deal with all year, which is – we're going to be talking about teams that have, in some cases, played radically different schedules, not just as far as quality of opponent, but also literal number of opponent. I think a perfect example is down the road at some point, West Orange Stark's going to walk into a game that's played four more games than them, or three more games than them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I guess from, from your perspective, do you view that like, are we still waiting on more data to figure out exactly what kind of impact literal number of games played is going to have uh, as far as assessing any sort of matchup going forward?
4: Yeah, I think it's a great point, Tep. I mean, we've we kind of said we're kind of in that uh, mode of a lot of the folks are, that, that kind of waiting for Godot moment on West Orange Stark. You know, are we are when and if, or are we going to get to, to, to see the Mustangs and, and, and then how good will they be as good as we expected them to be uh, going into the season before they couldn't start the season. I think that's something that, and, and to take it to a different level, uh, and because I'm sure you probably noticed it as well, but the word that's come down today that apparently the, the, at the collegiate level that the big 10 conference is, is preparing to announce a schedule tonight and that they would start uh, October 17th, and if they ran all the way straight through nine weeks uh, consecutive with no margin for error and then played their conference championship on uh, Oct- uh, on December the 19th, they could get nine games in, and under that old antiquated NCAA rule, six games could determine a legitimate conference champion if you did it that way. So does does that mean that if you had a... Uh, a six and one Big Ten team do they belong in the college football playoff. Right. I mean, that's 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 at a different level, but we're still talking about the same principle here about games to determine how good a team are. In the case of the UIL structure, we know you were just uh, designating your district champion, and we've seen that at the lower classifications where you only have four schools in the district and you're playing three. Uh, conference or three district games to determine who reaches the playoffs. They still get to participate in the playoff bracket, but it doesn't answer the question of how serious a contender are they. How deep can they go? And only time, I think, will will help answer that
0: question we're visiting with craig wave texas high school football hall of famer as we always do here every tuesday on texas football today get involved in the conversation at hashtag tf today so now looking forward into week four of the of the season um one thing i am particularly interested in is you have a number of teams that have absolutely run the gauntlet as far as non-district games are concerned. Um, I think we've got a, a matchup of two of them this week when you're talking about Argyle and Waco La Vega, uh, two teams that have, have have not taken any breaks this past, uh, over, over the non-district game, and, and this week certainly won't be one either. Another one kind of in a different way, I think, is a team like Shiner, where they are going and taking on East Bernard, and while, yes, some of the teams that they've played I don't think have necessarily been world beaters, all of them have been bigger than them. And so looking forward, like one thing I'm particularly interested in, I, I'm curious if you share the same thought, is there going to be a wear-down effect uh, for these teams who have run through these absolutely brutal non-district schedules, even if they come through the other side unscathed from a, from a health perspective? Uh, is there going to be a wear-down effect as far as, man, we have just go- we've gone through a slog, and now we've got to play games that quote-unquote actually count now that we get into district play.
4: Somewhere, somewhere in that gray area sliding scale of sharpening your teeth, getting you better, making you tougher, for that. there's, there's that side of it, and then there's the wearing down effect. Somewhere in there lies the key, and, I, and I'll tell you this, as, as we've said, Don Hyde is is not afraid to navigate the current there. Uh, he's 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 willing to turn that surfboard into the pipe and see just if he can come out the other side of that thing. And and, and that's why it's it's really going to be interesting to see how well they do. I mean, they already lost Air Rawls, we know, uh, but uh, but he's still gotten it, it hadn't dropped off of what he's gotten from Jordan Rogers and from the other guys in terms of their play. So it, the question is, what kind of an effect? Does it have on other schools? What kind of an effect does it have on a 2A program like Shiner? Uh, Does it make them tougher? Does it make them harder? Or do they get worn down? And it's a great question, Jeff. I I think we will see the results over time. And, you know, as long as there's not serious injuries, maybe there's a little bit of a wear down factor. But, you know, I mean, young, strong kids, and they're used to playing games every week, they're just not uh, perhaps in the custom of playing the, you know, top opposition week in, week out, like we've seen those two programs, at least in the case of those. And like you said, it's not like Argyle has, has played chop liver either. Uh, so that, that's why it's going to be a good test and a lot of fun to see what happens with La Vega and Argyle.
0: Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about your other gig, uh, calling games for the Texas Longhorns. We got here on we were talking last week about uh, uh, heading into their game against UTEP. Um, they were big favorites. They looked like big favorites, uh, and they they acted like big favorites in a dominating victory over over UTEP. I know it's it's the miners, and 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 they are they are a team that is is certainly not in Texas's weight class at the moment. But uh, were you? Surprise is the wrong word, but were you um, struck by Texas's performance? Particularly, I thought for for a team, for, and, and every team kind of has this excuse to look a little bit dull in the opening. Ask Texas Tech, for example. Um, seems like Texas came out and looked awful sharp from 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 the word go.
4: I was prepared. To accept mm-hmm. just about anything, uh, only because of what you just described—the fact that there was no spring practice, but there was all of that, uh, the, the the separation and and the shelter-in-place, no work, and all of that sort of stuff—and then and then uh, you know uh, you hear the stories about how the guys were trying to find out find how they could work out on their own, and Courten uh the, the the backup linebacker, going to Home Depot and buying buckets and filling them with cement so he could use it as a workout. But by the way, it ended up paying off for him. He ended up starting the game uh, on uh, Saturday night. There, You know, a lot of – I wasn't sure what to expect. I thought they were ready to go, if nothing else, also because they went through the entire month of August and then the first couple of weeks of September with uh, without an active COVID case. So that can't be overstated. Here's, here's a team that, that didn't lose kids to that. So you felt pretty good about that. Weren't sure how to do health-wise, injury-wise. Uh, we mentioned waiting for Godot. We're still waiting on Jordan Whittington now because he, he injured the knee, and so now he's got to have surgery, and he's out three to four weeks. Um, uh, Josh Thompson almost got his ear torn off, but but he'll be ready to go for Texas <laughs> Tech. Uh, took some stitches and, and played really, really well at his position. So by and large, they got through the, the, the game health-wise okay. So in that respect, I know that uh, Tom Herman and the staff were very, very pleased. But I'm, I, I'm here to tell you, Ted, I wasn't sure what to expect. Mm-hmm. I thought they would be okay because they were in uh, good mental and physical shape, so to speak, going in. And but until you get on the field, you don't know for sure. And now they they breathe a little bit easier that they've got the first one under their belt, and and uh, now get ready for a, what is always an interesting, if not sometimes perilous trip. To Lubbock, even though that'll be next weekend, since they have an open date on the schedule this week. Uh,
0: and and I would be, rem- uh, I must ask you about um, calling the game. You're a guy we've talked about how you've you've called these games for for a while now. You've you've got a little bit of a, oh, you're in a bit of a rhythm as far as calling these games. But obviously, everything about 2020 is different. Once you got in the booth, uh, was it just? calling a game like normal or did you feel like there were or were there things around the actual broadcast experience uh that that had you a little off kilter
4: well if you don't count this summer when I actually called a Madden campus football tournament (laughs) uh Big 12 championship game uh if you don't count that that, uh, that i actually did uh there online mm-hmm. uh it was the first real play-by-play that i'd done in six months so you like to think that you don't completely uh have, are covered in rust but you, you may feel like you got to knock off some rust but you're right there were different elements for for example uh there are all kinds of uh, health protocols in place included in the fact now, we were down two people in our booth because our booth has a maximum of four allowed in it. So we didn't have our statistician with us, and also our producer was remote on the headset. So it worked out fine, but I also had this gigantic three-ring binder with with uh, with other the responsibilities, those uh, the, the, the sponsorship reads and things like that. So that was different. But other than that, and we had the big uh, plexiglass divider between Roger Wallace and myself, uh, kind of like what we're seeing, you know, on television as well, uh, with with some of the pro sports leagues. But when you get beyond that, then then it's once the game kicks off, it's down to calling the game, and you kind of lose yourself in the game. You don't worry about it, and 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 I'm grateful to to be in the stadium and calling the game. Uh, I, I think some guys have done some marvelous work having to call the games remotely. Brad Sham had to do it the other night from mm-hmm. AT&T Stadium calling the Cowboys game as they played in Los Angeles. Uh, but I'm happy to have the opportunity to call the games in the stadium. And and, and it did feel regular, Jeff, once we got it going at that point. He's
0: Craig Way. His other regular gig is going to be on Fox Sports Southwest High School Scoreboard Live coming at you 11 o'clock on Friday. And, of course, uh, catch him on The Horn in Austin on Light the Tower with Jeff Howe. Uh, Craig, appreciate your time, my friend. And I will see you on Friday night.
4: Hey, uh, try to keep uh, Pickle from getting too, you know, fired up and just losing sight of her completely before you get to Friday.
0: Yeah, I got to tell you, you know, so, so for those who don't know, Pickle is going to the Lano-San Saba game on Friday night to cover it for Fox Sports Southwest. Big doings in, in jacket country. Mm-hmm. Craig, I, I have legit concerns about whether or not she can be objective. Oh,
4: come well. on. She, she's she's the queen of Lano County so you start from that baseline. <laughs> and then you go from there i mean you know cooper's barbecue and 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 every other business there in Lano is rolling out the red carpet for her on friday so they're they're going to be fired up so we we'll, we we'll, we'll see i think that san Saba can hold its own but we know what she means to lano and what lano oh. means to her
1: oh that was just
0: <laughs> terrible No, craig we'll see you friday buddy <laughs>
3: Greg.
0: There, there he goes. Craig White, the Texas <laughs> High School Hall of Famer. Joins us every Tuesday here on Texas football today. Uh, Step and I were talking about this on Tup and Step about how we fully expect for you to, for us to like cut to you and do like a, a hit mm-hmm. like, to, to update the game. And you just have your little Lano pennant. You're waving it. Oh, around come on. You like that. know
1: that I am just professional enough to I be know. able to keep I it. I know, but I also think <laughs> Now if I, I c- also
0: I also think uh-huh. that um I think you're gonna be the most famous person in Lano, Texas.
1: For one night and one night I will say Get this. I got a uh, I got a DM from uh, Kevin Kelso who actually watches the show pretty often. He uh, they are making featured game of the week shirts to sell at the spirit Hot shack. So damn. DCTF getting some love. This is. I would need
0: to look <laughs> up like the last time, like.
1: He asked for your shirt size by the way, is, so I might be coming back with a, a featured game of the week. I'm a large. Yes, I told um, him that.
0: If. Let's go. Well, moving to final thoughts. In America's second okay. favorite, second final thoughts. So if you got any final thoughts, fire them off the comments. Um, but one thing I, I want to look up is like the last time – this is the biggest game in Lano.
1: In a long In a
0: long time. time.
1: I mean when – As far as
0: like a state-ranked team coming to town, they're undefeated. They got a legit chance to beat them and stuff. And it's a right. 3A versus a 2A, but still.
1: I was gonna say, like there were my my junior year, we ended up making it to the playoffs for the first time in a long time with Mm -hmm. Leighton Rab. Leading and, and everything, the old Midwestern State quarterback, and so it's like that was pretty big. But even then, I don't with a state rank opponent where they have a actual shot to beat I'm gonna,
0: them. I'm gonna look this up. This I is think my this, think is, this is and I'm gonna try one. to get you. I'm gonna try to get you a little nugget for Fox that okay. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna try to find the last time it was a matchup of unbeaten's past like one and 0 oh, Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And see like this deep in the season because it's probably been a while. It has. It's probably been a while. And, uh,
1: yeah. No. the 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 town is pumped. I will say that I, they're not pumped for me. They're more pumped for the. Fox sports coverage which is exactly how it should be yes. um but yeah they're... do you have any
0: final thoughts from the comments
1: um
0: not even paying attention to them no, oh we're getting the text line off. back <laughs> we're getting the text line back by the way um i'm working on on securing that but it'll be the same number um 9725 damn okay um so it should be it should be back up and running so um
1: uh there was one question about with the hundredth kickoff mm-hmm. event at at&t stadium kind of asking about social distancing and stuff like that we actually have a link to at&t's uh social distancing protocols and everything um i put it in the comments but i know for a fact uh will our social media guy is planning on putting that out on facebook and twitter and everything so if you have any questions about how exactly at&t is going to go about that we will put those up but that is my final thought
0: okay that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbell's, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Craig Way, Texas Football Hall of Famer, for joining us. Great. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow at Texas Football Today.